Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie, with the Master Key. I want to congratulate all of those that has come online to be with us tonight, this Christmas Eve, as we prepare to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the season for giving, and the reason of the season is Christ Jesus. Those of you that is on chat. And uh, call your family and friends to be with us on this Christmas Eve. Our regular call-in number is area code 347-237-5493. Call them and join with us tonight to see what the the Lord has to say to you, to encourage you, to build you, to strengthen you as we prepare ourselves to uh, disembark on 2012 and embark upon 2013. Pray that God will give you the spirit of revelation of everything that has transpired in 2012. Why? What he was doing? What is he was preparing you for? What was he allowing to transpire in your life to unlock the real you? So I'm excited about what the Lord has spoken to me concerning the number 13. Very unusual number. Uh, doesn't appear to be a positive number. But the Lord gave me a revelation out of the number. And so we'll be sharing that on our watch night service. So we'd like to invite all of you uh, that do not have uh, a church home of your church um, will not be having watch night service or Christmas Eve service, some people call it. So uh, we'll be at the Embassy Suites Hotel at Miami Airport location, 3974 South River Drive. Come join us. Come be with us. Just come be a part of the celebration and the revelation of what God's going to reveal to us to prepare our hearts and our minds for 2013. Uh, the title of this night is Access Granted. Access Granted. And I really believe that's one of the reasons why the enemy is fighting so much. We have so many people that have been challenged. Uh, just this past week, uh, the enemy usually do that to try to frustrate you, to aggravate you. To He usually do that to try to distort your focus or to get you to focus on the challenge and not the promise. The Bible says, for all the promises of God is yes and in him, amen. That means they are guaranteed. And so, therefore, if they're guaranteed, then why would the enemy fight so much? Because he understands the principle. If I can get you to doubt that even though it's guaranteed, you will not apprehend it, but yet it's still a reality. God would never promise you something without having it. He don't have to create it. It's already done. That's just like me promising you, call you up and say, listen, come to my house. I got $1,000 for you. And you get out of your car, out of your house, get in your car, drive to my house. And you get to my house, and I tell you, I have the 1000 but you got to wait till I get paid. But you didn't say that. You said, come to the house, I have $1,000 for you. So it's the same thing. When God promised you something, it's, he already have it. Now, I told you to come to my house because I have it. Here is the $1,000. Come to my house. I have $1,000 for you. So whenever God promises you something, he don't promise you because he got to create it or he got to locate it. He got to find it. He promised you because he already have it and has already given it to you. Now, because God is a God of faith, you most likely won't receive the manifestation of it until your faith apprehend it. 
Faith is the only thing that pleases God, and by way of faith is the only way you and I will be able to apprehend that which God has promised. The Bible tells us that you and I uh, is to fight the good fight of faith. That means uh, I have an obligation and a responsibility to fight to believe and trust God. See, fighting the good fight of faith, ladies and gentlemen, many times is not fighting demons. It's not fighting the devil. But indirectly, you're fighting demons and fighting the devil because you've got to fight to believe. You've got to fight to hold on. You've got to fight to trust. You've got to fight to continue in your confidence, to be consistent in your confidence, to be persistent in your confidence in the Most High God. So most likely when you are under the greatest level of challenges, the greater level of opposition, of pain, most likely you're on the verge of a supernatural breakthrough, but that is the time people quit or speak something out of their mouth to cancel that which God has already provided. So therefore, uh, the challenges that I'm seeing, one of my, uh, uh, not one of my, but my armor bearer, uh, wife, which is my wife's uh, armor bearer, just driving down the street, just driving, and all of a sudden she lost vision and eyes, so she's pulled up to the side. And now she got a report from the doctor that is really contrary to the report of the Lord. I was sharing with our congregation on, Saturday, on Sunday that I have not experienced pain. I don't usually get sick. But I got a, a, a tight challenge <clears throat> in my shoulder area. Never experienced pain like this. I can't remember uh, uh, ever had pain like this, probably size of toothache when I was younger. And nobody liked when to experience a toothache. Where's this coming from? Where's this t- attack coming from? Well, I'm, I believe in standing on the word of the Lord before we leave out of 2013. We've been declaring that. 2012 will be a year of divine health and divine wealth. Are you hearing me? So we decreeing and declaring that this is a season of divine wealth and divine health. We're fighting a good fight of faith. And and finance has been challenged. Uh, our bodies has been challenged like never before. That is the time to rejoice. As the scripture says, that your redemption draweth nigh, your salvation draweth nigh, your healing draweth nigh, your wealth draweth nigh. But can I worship him? Can I exalt him? Can I extol him while I feel the pain? While I feel the pain. I've been in some serious uh, warfare. I've been in warfare. In worship, warfare, in decree and declaring what Jesus has already accomplished, in warfare, not for me, but warfare against everybody that I'm in relationship with that the enemy is challenging with the spirit of infirmity. Been in warfare, taking authority over the spirit of infirmity that has been assigned to my wife, my daughters, my son-in-laws, my grandsons, my granddaughters. And my children's children to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every man, woman, boy, and girl, a panorama dome the pastoral line, or the prayer lines. Every man, woman, boy, and girl in South Florida. Every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. The body of Christ globally. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. I like to say it this way the chastisement that you and I should have received, he received it for us, and with his stripes we are healed. We're not going to be healed. Regardless of the pain, we are healed right now. Gigi has sight, not going to, her sight is not going to be restored. Her sight is restored, regardless of what her body is telling her. Her eyes is telling her. Are you hearing me? You are the woman of God. You are the man of God. You are the children of God that God has ordained, appointed, and anointed you to be. See, the blood of the cross uh, has guaranteed that. 
But the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Have you been blinded? Now, are you struggling to believe what God has promised you? Are you struggling to believe what God has said about you? Are you struggling to be? I'm going to tell you something. The Spirit of God just dropped this in my spirit. What has happened with the majority of us Christians is just right here. We have become satisfied. We, we, we come to the place we just tolerate. As long as I can live, as long as I, I can survive, I'm, I'm okay with this challenge. I'm okay with this pain. As long as I can tolerate it, I, I, I'm okay with diabetes. I'm okay with heart disease. As long as I can just tolerate it and it's not, it's not killing me, but that's not being a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You and I don't fight against the devil and the fight against the spirit of poverty and the fight against the spirit of infirmity. Just to fight against it because of us, we fight because of our Lord. Jesus has paid the price for you and we fight to liberate our bodies because our bodies was bought with a price. Our bodies is the temple of the Holy Ghost, so you don't fight the spirit of infirmity for you. You fight the spirit of infirmity for the one that bought you, for the one that bought your body, the one that bought your soul. But we, a lot of us, we are quit. We're given up and we're quit. There should be no quit in us. We're given up. I'm going to tell you why we're given up. Because I've been, I've been battling for so many years. I've been warring for so many years. I've had some everybody to pray for me. And so, therefore, you know, I don't see nothing. You have already failed. And you will never receive the manifestation. Because you have quit on Jesus. You didn't quit, you didn't quit on the devil or quit on yourself. You quit on, you quit on Jesus. You quit on the Father. You quit on the Holy Spirit. If you have to battle for five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, uh, 25 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, you make up in your mind before I leave the earth realm that I will walk in the manifestation of my health. Regardless of what anybody will think about you, say about you, you make up in your mind that Jesus is going to be glorified in my body. Jesus is going to be glorified in my soul. Jesus is going to be glorified in my mind. He's going to be glorified in my spirit. You make up your mind before you leave here what God has promised, uh, that you will receive the manifestation before you leave here. Knowing that you already have it. I have it now, but it will manifest. I have it now, but it will manifest. I am healed now. I am mobile now. I have perfect vision now. I have perfect hearing now. My heart is perfect now. My kidneys is perfect now. My liver is perfect now. My pancreas is perfect now. My joints is perfect now. My muscles is perfect now. My brain is perfect now. My skin is perfect now. My blood cells is perfect now. There's divine balance. My red and white blood cells, they are perfect now. My glands, they are perfect now. So you're not moved by anything, ladies and gentlemen. It's tough. I'm telling you, it's hard to do that, being wrecked in pain. I've been wrecked in pain for the last few days. Pain, I mean, where is it coming from? It appeared like the thing was getting worse instead of getting better. Fighting the hold on, fighting to believe, fighting to trust, fighting to say the right thing, fighting to praise, fighting to worship, fighting to exalt God, and fighting to battle for somebody else when you're in pain. Warring for somebody else while you're in pain. Forgetting about yourself. But sowing into somebody else. And that's how your healing really speeds up. When you forget about you and you begin to uh, focus on someone else, begin to battle for somebody else and war for somebody else, that's how your healing begin to increase exponentially in yourself. It begins to manifest. When you forget about you, the most powerful thing in the world, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, intercession. Intercession is the greatest uh, level of really love. That's what we were teaching on yesterday, on love. Love is about you giving. You giving up of yourself for the benefit of someone else. God so loved the world. You know something? I've been ministering over 30, uh, 30, about 30, maybe about 35 years now. You know, I don't think I ever taught on John 3.16. Yesterday, the first time, if I'm not mistaken, I taught on John 3.16. And I used to have a Christmas message. But God so loved the world, he gave. My message was, um, 
Love is giving, and giving is denial, denying. Love is giving, and giving is denying. You, it's impossible for you to biblically love without denying yourself. God denied himself, and God gave humanity his son. So let this Christmas season, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, let, let us deny ourselves. Let your family, let your household be full of the love of God. Follow the love of God. It's so easily, it's, it's amazing how we so easily forget the word of the Lord. It only become uh, 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 intellectually astute to us instead of being spiritually in tune and inclined. God always going to test you the very next day or the same day with the word of the Lord that was uh, 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 brought forth. My daughters, uh, which hear me on this broadcast right now, uh, uh, watching television, all three of them together, watching television, and then one asked the mother, can they look at something? She said yes, and uh, uh, and then they just one just ended up turning the television without uh, letting the other person know, well, since we already watched this, I'm going to do this right here. Then we get upset. Where is the love of God? Where is the love of God in this matter? Love is denying. Being denying what I want for the benefit of everybody else. That's love. We are such selfish creatures. And during this holiday season, we see more selfishness displayed than love displayed because we focus on what am I going to get for Christmas but we don't focus on what am I going to do for somebody else to make their day? What am I going to do for somebody else to make their day? What am I willing to sacrifice that I have to make somebody else happy? Who's willing to go without anything just to make sure somebody else has something? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God sacrificed, sacrificed his son, left glory into humanity. To redeem you and I back to him. With the opportunity of losing his son. Because Jesus did not operate in deity. He operated as a human being. Love, ladies and gentlemen. Love. Now, let me do something real quick, if you will. Uh, uh, I started out on on Saturday broadcast attempting to share with you uh, this uh, leap year confession that we put together at the beginning of this year. This year is a leap year, and it's not over with. Now, let me share something with you about a principle, how God operates. Now, don't use this just as information. And don't use this as as information because it's not revelation. It may be revelation to you. It's really not revelation. It's information that you don't know. So it's not about gaining information it's about knowing God and knowing how God operates. And you walk in the strength and the power of it. Now, when we begin to understand that God is the creator of the heavens, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein, all of God's creation plays a role in the advancement of the kingdom. So what do you mean by that? The sun that God created, yes. The moon that God created, yes. The solar system that God created it, yes. But why did God create the stars? Why did God create the sun? Why did God create the moon? If the sun was one inch or centimeter closer to the earth, it would burn the earth up. Or one centimeter or inch other way, we'll freeze. It is perfectly orchestrated. Now, when we begin to read in the book of Genesis, how God created the heaven, the earth, the world, and all that dwells therein. No, no, that's not how, how it goes. In the beginning, God created the, uh, the heaven and the earth, and earth was that form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. And the Bible said why he created it. He said why he created it. He said he created the sun, the moon, the solar system, and he said in the heavens, the light, he said that it might be for signs and seasons. Signs and seasons. So you mean to tell me what God created it, we're able to discern signs. Signs. 
So what do you mean, preacher? Have you ever noticed that the festival days um, uh, the, of the Jewish year, the festival days, they're, they're uh, uh, strategically placed throughout the year, springtime, fall time. The major, the major phase is spring and fall time, but it's placed strategically. And those those uh, festival days are what we will call appointed times. There wasn't just a point in time just to celebrate and, and, and dance and shout and, and eat, but those appointed times were what we call times of visitation. Those were times that God set up throughout the year that he was going to visit the children of Israel in certain areas. And he's going to manifest himself in certain ways. Like we're getting ready to celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, but sadly to say, I hope you're not disappointed, Jesus really was not born on December the 25th. Uh, 25th had been set aside uh, for the celebration. When you do a study on it, it, it wasn't December the 25th, but we, we don't want to get into that, and, and, and this is, we're not getting into no doctrine and, and no argument. I mean, if you believe it, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, we just, this day has been set aside. It's the celebration of the birth of Christ. But we got uh, uh, Resurrection Sunday. Coming up, all of these was festival days. These was days that Jesus, uh, the Father, would come down, and He would manifest Himself to His uh, His people. So they, these are uh, times of visitation and times of manifestation, based on if the people was obedient in executing the festival with their hearts. God came down and He moved. He blessed their crops. He sent the rain. And they had tremendous harvest. He multiplied their animal, their livestock, uh, uh, as they obeyed him. So re I'm sharing all this for a reason, but these are festival times. I, 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 I bring out principles like this right here. Uh, do you think it's a coincidence that on full moons, certain things, it, the full moon, how it affects the earth? My mother used to work in a uh, nursing home, and she would tell me that during a full moon, how the patients would uh, cut up and, and, and seem like someone would go, wow, during a full moon. Uh, I'm not a fisherman, uh, but there's many people that fish. They, they would tell you there's certain times based on the moon uh, the fish uh, is more plentiful and uh, bases certain t times uh, of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, um, it's not coming to me, but uh, a full moon, a half a moon, quarter of a moon, uh, depends on the location of the moon. It has the ability to affect of the earth have the ability to affect the tides. So do you think that's a coincidence? God is the one that created this. It's not a coincidence. Now I'm getting ready to get to this 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 leap year confession because if, do you think it's a coincidence that we're having a leap year? That there's a leap year? That's a coincidence. Do you think it's a coincidence that you was born the day that you was born. Do you think it's a coincidence that you was born even the year that you was born and not the year that Jesus was born or the season that Jesus was born in? Nothing's a coincidence. Why would God allow you to be born June 30th? Why would God allow you to be born September the 30th? Why would God allow you to be born in the month of August? Why would God allow you to be born in the month of, um, of May or the month of March or the month of January? The month of these Why? There's something unique about you, and it's, it's not a coincidence that you came forth at the time that you came forth. It's not a coincidence that your mother became impregnated with you when she became impregnated with you, it's not a coincidence that you was birthed the day that you was born. 
It's not a coincidence. It is something unique about that day in you. It is spiritually in tune. It's spiritually inclined. But the majority of people never, ever, ever experience an encounter with God on their birthday because they're not looking for anything. They're not expecting anything. And what they're doing, they're, they're out to dinner, out to a movie, or whatever the case may be. And so you, you, you're not looking for a divine visitation. You're not looking for anything. But that is the day that you should be expecting a divine visitation because that is the day that you came forth into this realm from somewhere else into this realm. I'm not talking about your body. I'm talking about your spirit and your soul. You came into this realm. So it's not a coincidence. So therefore, I personally believe that on your birthday that the spirit of the living God wants to reveal something to you the Spirit of the living God wants to lead you into an encounter that you have never experienced in your previous birthday. That this year is going to be a great year because God is going to reveal another dimension of your, another phase of your life on that day. And I personally believe that nobody else can experience what you experience if they weren't born on that day. But everyone that was born on that day I believe that heaven wants to visit the earth that day when you came into this realm. So this is not a coincidence that this is a leap year. What is the significance of this leap year? Let's look at some things here, if you will. We're going to share some of these confessions with you. See, 2012 is not over. You can leap right into purpose, leap right into destiny. What has been holding you back all year long, you can allow yourself to be propelled right into purpose. It's not too late. Do you remember the parable concerning the owner of a vineyard? He went out early in the morning and he hired people to work into his vineyard and they agreed upon a penny. He went back out at, at 12 noon. So he went back out and, and, and hired people and paid, and, and they agreed upon the same. Then he went out at the close of the day, an hour before the day was closed, a work time was over. He hired them, and he gave them the same amount of money that he promised the individual that he that worked for him at the beginning of the morning. And so the people that was working all day, when they saw him uh, give the one that came only work for an hour the same amount, they got upset. How is it in the world can you give them that, and we've been here toiling all day long? What did he say? Am I not the owner? Did you not agree to work for this amount of money? Yeah, I agree. Then if you agree to work for this amount of money, and I've given you what we agreed upon, why is it your business that I can give this person that only worked the hour the same thing? It's my money. It's my field. You agreed. So the only thing you should be concerned about is you receiving what you agreed upon. It's my field. It's the same thing with God. So what do you mean? It's not too late. Some people have been laboring all year and have entered and have entered into the, uh, have leaped into purpose. But you may only need to uh, labor by faith for tonight. Of the next few days before the 31st, am I who've been fasting and praying and laboring uh, all, 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 all year long? And it's really not mean laboring. Um, it's a labor of faith, a labor to enter into rest. It's not no, nothing on our behalf. We labor to enter into rest. We labor to believe. We labor to trust. 
It's not about works, at least any man should boast. So I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying here. So is it possible that if I start at the beginning of this year, be sharing this leap year confession, getting people stirred up, believing God, and they have leaped into purpose and destiny, have leaped into the very thing that the Lord has promised them, but you only got a week left. But did not God knew that you was going to tune into this broadcast and you only had a week left? And now God is getting ready to give you a word that's going to produce faith in the inside of you. And tonight before you go to bed, you're going to hold on to that. You're going to speak that and confess that. And the angelic host is going to propel you right into your purpose and destiny. With somebody been confessing all year long and just entered in, you just confessed tonight and entered in. Whose business is that? What am I to say to God? Why would I be angry with God? Most important thing, I, I entered in. And you may even enter in before some individuals that been laboring all uh, laboring by faith all year long and happen to enter in. They may be God may have assigned them to enter in on the thirty first. But tonight is your night. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have to have a spiritual mindset concerning everything. Let's look at this, if you will. Uh, this is our leap year confession. This is a thing uh, that we put together at the beginning of this year. A leap year is a catch up year. If there's anything that you need to catch up on that God has purpose to bring you into, a leap year is a makeup year. God is allowing you to make up some things. A leap year is an uncommon year. This has been an uncommon year for me. It's an uncommon year. And I'm not speaking negatively either. A leap year is a year of extra increase. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just beginning to happen for me. It's just beginning to happen. All year long, standing, confessing, not doubting, not speaking negative, just speaking and decreeing and declaring, speaking and decreeing and declaring. Then all of a sudden, things start breaking open. October the 7th, that's when it really began in the spirit, and now it's being made manifest right now. I can I can tell you some stories, some testimonies that will really bless you. The word leap is an abrupt transition, an abrupt transition. It's not too late that you will lie down tonight and we wake up in the morning abruptly into another dimension in God. You've been challenging your body for years and years, but you wake up in, in the morning, you have been abruptly been made whole. You've been challenging your finances, but you wake up in the morning, you have abruptly woke up being debt-free. You go uh, look outside. There's a note on your door, and the Spirit of God dealt with your uh Landlord, if you're renting, and said 2013, you don't have to pay no rent. 2013. God just abruptly, you just leaped into a transition of blessing. Those of you that have a mortgage, you wake up the next morning, there is a note on your door from the bank. We have searched your records, and we cannot discover, find anywhere that you owe us. We just see paid in full. You went to bed in debt, woke up debt-free. An abrupt transition, the angels at work while you were asleep, the angels of God was at work while the bankers were asleep. And really, this really took place, been uh, going on for a month now. You didn't know about it. But he decided, well, we're going to do a great deed since this is Christmas and we can't find anything. But the angels at work and put a heavenly stamp paid in full. Paid in full. Oh, that devil don't like this, this kind of talk. 
He don't like this. Because this is building your faith. This is opening up your eyes to the possibilities of God. He don't like this. He wants you to be worried. He wants you to be oppressed and depressed. He don't want you to believe God because he knows that's what it's going to take for what God has purposed in heaven to be manifested in the earth, our faith, our trust, our confidence. Another definition of the word leak, to pass abruptly from one state to another state. To pass abruptly from one state to another state. You have passed from confusion into peace. Abruptly. You have passed from being sick to being made whole. You have passed from being broken to financial stability. You have passed from strained relationship to unity of relationships. To propel. Uh, to pass abruptly from one state to another state. Another definition, to propel angelic help and assistance this year. I can, I can honestly say I've, I have experienced that this year. I have experienced angelic help and assistance because I know without a shadow of a doubt the things that God just has uh, been doing for me recently, I know without a shadow of a doubt it's the Holy Ghost. Give an example. I just come from a uh, business meeting in Orlando and uh, met with a young man, and he began to show me some of his documentations, the things, some of the things that God had blessed him with. And I saw one piece of the document. I said, I want one of those. He said, is, uh, you, you can't have one of these. I said, what do you mean I can't have one of these? He said, uh, the guy that did this, he said, he's not doing this anymore. He only did it for 13 people. He's not doing this. I said, well, call him. See, I'm going to tell you why I told him to do it. I told him to do that because this is a leap year, and this is my due season. This is my set time. Access has been granted me. Not only me, but I personally believe all of those that's in relationship with me. This is the word of the Lord that's been spoken over my life. With, uh, with, our, with our bishop here, at, uh, Bishop Hammond. And uh, that particular day was the day that God opened up the door. That was one of his prophetic words, that God ha uh, has uh, placed an open door before you. When a door is open, access is granted. So therefore, there is an open door. So I personally just simply, believe, I'm just crazy enough to believe that since the door is open, then everything in that door belongs to me. So I told the individual, I said, well, call the person. I said, Pastor, listen, I'm telling you what the guy said, he's not doing this anymore. I said, he'll do it. He called him, called me back Saturday. He didn't get me. I need you to call me quickly. And I called him back, it's done. Access granted. Had nothing to do with him. Had nothing to do with the guy. There's an open door. Then don't limit yourself when the door is open, baby. <laughs> don't crawl, run, leap, jump. And every, everything on the other side of the door is yours. Access has been granted. And in and, and, and this, this particular situation I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is, is, uh, is a very extraordinary thing that I've never in my life seen before in the areas of business. And, and the potential here is just um, dynamite out of this world. Access is granted. When God opened up a door, no man can close. When God opened up a door, no demon can close. When God opened up a door, the devil can't close it. When God opened up a door, no man, woman, boy, and girl can close it. But what are you going to do while the door is open? Continue to pray. Continue to fast. Continue to seek God's face. Prayer, fasting, seeking God's face is preparation to access everything that's in the door. You've been preparing yourself. You're fasting. You're praying. You've been in a season of preparation. You don't have to do that now. It's your season. Now let's get ready to leap into it. Access has been granted. Access to your health. Access to your wealth. Access to your relationship. Access to your investment. Access to your finances. Access to everything has been granted. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost now. I sense the presence of the Most High God. 
Let's look at some of these uh, confessions that we put together. If you'd like a copy of this, uh, we'll get it to you. Uh, you have to um, call the administrative office on next week. We're not going to, uh, I'm not going to be in the rest of this week. Um, we never really get a break, my wife and I, so we, we, we're not going in this week. Um, so the following week, if you just call and we will send this to you. Confession, I leap supernaturally into, number one, I leap supernaturally into an extra move of God that abruptly propels me into a sudden decision. Now, I didn't say decision. A sudden decisive increase into divine suddenlies and manifests unforgettable, unthinkable miracles this year in every area of my life. That's a mouthful, isn't it? But, man, is that not powerful? That's confession one. We got 40, 40, 40, what, 43 of these things that God gave us. I'm going to share it again. This is powerful. I leap supernaturally into an extra move of God. That abruptly propels me into a sudden, decisive increase into the divine suddenlies and manifests unforgettable, unthinkable, Miracles this year in every area of my life. Just that by itself covers everything else. Man, just that one right there. You confessing it every single day and believe this? Can you imagine what the angel will be released to do in your life? That's powerful. Confession number two. I leap into extraordinary multiplication in every area of my life. I leap into extraordinary multiplication in every area of my life. My health is multiplying. My wealth is multiplying. My relationships is multiplying. Favor is multiplying. Every area of my life, my peace is multiplying. My joy is multiplying. My love is multiplying. Wow, these are some powerful confessions here. Number three, thy glory of the leap month February, locate my destiny, and catapult me into unimaginable blessings in this leap year in the name of Jesus. Man, I kind of felt the presence of God on that one. Read it again. Confession number three. Thou glory of the leap month February, locate my destiny, and catapult me into unimaginable blessings in this leap year, in the name of Jesus. Confession number four. I leap into breakthrough, increase, and divine favor of God. Should have been the divine favor of God. I leap into breakthrough, increase, and the divine favor of God. I leap into breakthrough. I live in breakthrough. Go ahead and say that with me. I live in breakthrough. I live in breakthrough. Breakthrough is taking place all around me. Breakthrough is taking place in my spirit. Breakthrough is taking place in my soul. Breakthrough is taking place in my mind. Breakthrough is taking place in my heart. Breakthrough is taking place in my spirit. Breakthrough is taking place in my body. Breakthrough is taking place in the, my organs. Breakthrough is taking place in every system of my body. Breakthrough is taking place in my finances. Breakthrough is taking place in all of my relationships. Breakthrough is taking place in my uh, church. Breakthrough is taking place in my community. I leap into breakthrough. I leap into increase. I leap into the divine favor of God now. Mm, glory to God. Confession number five. I leap with power to run through every satanic troop and leap over every demonic obstacle in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. What is challenging you? What force, what spirit is challenging you? What obstacle that the enemy has created that is challenging you? I wish I'd have done this uh, uh, earlier this year, this, this uh, leap year confession. 
Listen to it again. Confession number five. I leap with power to run through every satanic truth and leap over every demonic obstacle in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, the anointing just hit me. Then I know God just did something for somebody. That's how it worked. When that anointing come upon me like that, God just broke through for somebody that's on this broadcast tonight. I don't know if it's someone in chat, someone's online, but God just broke through for you. That anointing was released. It came upon me and it's off me right now. That's how it worked with me. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for blessing your people tonight. Confession number six. Thou art my king. O God, arise. I leap into the commanded deliverance. I leap into the commanded deliverance. God has commanded my deliverance. God has commanded your deliverance. Leap into it. By the Spirit of God, I leap into the commanded deliverance. God has commanded my deliverance. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of poverty. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of infirmity. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of opposition. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of delay. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of failure. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of fear. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of oppression. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of poverty. God has commanded my deliverance from the lying spirit. God has commanded my deliverance from the spirit of Cain, from the spirit of Balaam. Oh, glory to God. God has commanded my deliverance. I leap into the commanded deliverance. I leap into the commanded deliverance. God has commanded it. God has commanded it. I am delivered from foreclosure. I leap into my deliverance. I leap into my deliverance. God has commanded me to be delivered from the spirit of foreclosure. It's canceled in Jesus' name. It's canceled in Jesus' name. It's canceled in Jesus' name. Go ahead and say that those that may be challenged, know somebody that's challenged, say it with them. Foreclosure has been canceled. I leap into the commanded deliverance from the spirit of greed from these bankers. I leap into the commanded deliverance. God has commanded deliverance. God has commanded deliverance of my children. God has commanded deliverance of my marriage. God has commanded deliverance of my congregation. God has commanded deliverance of the regent that has been assigned to me. God has commanded deliverance to my community that I live in. God has commanded deliverance. God has commanded deliverance. I am delivered, and I leap into deliverance. My congregation leaps into deliverance. My community leaps into uh, deliverance. My marriage leaps into deliverance. My children leaps into deliverance. My family leaps into deliverance. My business leaps into deliverance. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We magnify you. Confession number seven. I leap into my appointed time. God is my redeemer of time. The devil has lied to so many people that you missed it. You, you, you missed it. But God's getting ready to grace you to redeem the time. You're still in 2012. The government of God. You're getting ready, ladies and gentlemen. If you believe God, you won't leave until your appointed time. Did, that, did I miss it? No, you're still alive. You're still alive. You have not missed it. If you missed it, God's going to grace you to redeem it. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost? If you missed it, he's going to grace you to redeem it. Go ahead, and, go ahead and say it. I have the grace of God to redeem my time. Say it again. I have the grace of God to redeem the times. So, therefore, 
I leap into my appointed time. I leap into my appointed time. God is my redeemer of time. What the devil thought was a delay, slowing me up, holding me up, blocking me, putting all kind of roadblocks in my life. But this is a leap year. I leap into my appointed time. God is the redeemer of my time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Confession number eight. I leap past all destructions in the name of Jesus. I leap past all destruction in the name of Jesus. All of the destructions has been set. All the destructions that have been uh, uh, plotted against me to try to entrap me, to ensnare me, I leap past all destructions in the name of Jesus. I leap past all of the destruction of the enemy in the name of Jesus. I am divinely protected, ladies and gentlemen. What about you? God is my shield. God is my butler. God is my high tower. God is my stronghold. God is my fortress. And he's yours. He's yours. And you shall leap into destiny. You shall leap into your purpose before 2012 is over. I speak it to you. I decree it to you. And I declare it to you. Now, not tomorrow. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, faith is. Now, not tomorrow, faith was. Now, faith is. Now, now, you leap. Now you leap. Confession number nine. I leap past any people the enemy has set in my way to impede my progress. I'm sure everybody on, on, on this broadcast tonight is ready to confess that one. The devil bring people to try to block us. The devil bring people to our life to try to stop us. It is not the people, but the devil, who is the instrument. Now he's not the instrument, but he's the source. The people is the instrument. But go ahead and make that confession. I leap past any people the enemy has set in my way to impede my progress. Not so. Go ahead and say, I am unstoppable. Go ahead and say, I am immune. I am immune tonight to any impalement to my progress. You cannot stop, you cannot block the purposes of God for my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Confession number 10. Let my steps turn into leaps every day. Let my steps turn into leaps every day. I'm no longer walking, I'm leaping. I'm no longer walking, I'm leaping into purpose. I'm not walking into purpose, I'm leaping into purpose. I'm not walking into my destiny, I'm leaping into my destiny. I'm not walking into divine health. I'm leaping into divine health. I'm not walking in the blessings of God. I'm leaping into the blessings of God. There's a leap. Say, God, put a leap in my spirit. Say, God, put a leap into my soul. Say, Father, put a leap into my body. Especially those who have been challenging your body lately. Let my steps turn into leaps. Every day, every day I leap for joy. Every day, every day. I cease to walk, but I leap. Confession number 11. I leap over every wall erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall Erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of sickness 
erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of poverty erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of confusion erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of rebellion erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of failure erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of lies erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of unforgiveness erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of oppression erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of fear erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of perversion erected by the enemy. I leap over every wall of condemnation, guilt, and shame erected by the enemy. Do you leap? Every wall that the enemy tried to erect in your life, God has put a leap in your spirit. God has put a leap in your soul. God has put a leap in your body. Leap over it. Leap over. Leap over that which the enemy has tried to erect, to block you and stop you, to entrap you, to hedge you in. But you have leaped. Confession number 12. I leap ahead of anyone or anything that has illegally jumped ahead of me in the name of Jesus. The devil is always trying to jump ahead of you. Demons is always trying to jump ahead of you. I leap ahead of anyone or anything that has illegally jumped ahead of me in the name of the Lord Jesus. I leap from the back to the front. Say it again. I leap from the back to the front. I leap from poverty to prosperity. I leap from sickness to divine health. I leap from confusion to unity and peace and joy. I leap from hatred to love. We only have one, a little more than two minutes left. I'm going to finish this up tomorrow. Pray that you, your faith has been built up. This is a leap year. God is the God of time. He's the God that creates. So a leap year, once again, is a catch-up year. It is a make-up year. Let's make up. Let's enter into it. Let God be glorified in the midst of our life. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, have a watch night service. It's this, or not this, but the 31st of December, at 10 p.m. at the Embassy Suites Hotel, Miami Airport. Access granted. Come and, and, and allow us to help you be propelled into the open door over your life. Those of you that will be on our prayer line our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which will be next month, our uh, new number is 712-432-3900. Our code is 287381-POUND, 287381-POUND. Our playback numbers is 712-432-3903, same code. If you desire to go back and pray along with us, you can go to our website and get the reference numbers and pray and pray along with us. Area code three oh, uh, not area code. <laughs> uh, our website is ejmpcc.com. Ejmpcc.com. You can get the reference number and pray along with us, battle along with us, war along with us. Well, tomorrow is Christmas, the celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I pray that tomorrow your Christmas will be blessed and full of God, full of the peace of God, full of the joy of the Lord. Well, this has been your host, Scott E.J. McKenzie. We love you. Thank God for you. 
And we do wish you a blessed, blessed, awesome Christmas. God bless you.